morning, church. Can we stand up on our feet together? We're gonna get ready to enter into worship together. And as you know, these altars are open to worship with us. So we invite you to join us. And uh, welcome to the house if you're in person or if you're joining us online. So thankful to have you. Are you ready to worship the Lord this morning? His word says he inhabits the praises of his people. And today we're gonna prepare the way for the presence of the Lord to ride in on our praises, amen? So can we take just a second, can we lift our hands to heaven? And the presence of the Lord is already here, but, but we're gonna invite him in, not for him to know it, but for us to know it. God, you're welcome, you have access. You have permission to do what you wanna do in my life. Father, whatever you wanna do today, God, I open up my heart. I, I surrender my will to yours. Holy Spirit, I yield to you. God, whatever you wanna do today, would you do it? We welcome you in this place. Come on, with your voice, can you just tell him he has permission? God, you can do whatever you wanna do.
forsakes the one who will never walk away God you are with me his name is Emmanuel God with us he desires to be with you he's here in this place right now God we thank you for meeting us here Emmanuel God with us he's dwelling in this place right now 
He's dwelling in this place. I feel like this house is a house where the Lord wants to rest. He wants to dwell. It's not something that he just he just comes and then and then leaves. He he rests here. This is his his dwelling place, his, his home. Because his presence is welcome. And there's something he wants to do in your life today. He wants to take some things and, and, and prune them away. He wants to, to take some of the things in your life and, 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 and bring them close to his fire. His fire is a refining fire. He wants to burn some things away today. He says, if you'll come to me, I'll give you rest. Come to me, all, all you who are weary, and I'll give you rest. That's what his word says. He says, if you come to me, some things may feel a little uncomfortable. You may get some things pruned off of you. You may get some things burned off of you. But in the end, you'll feel rest. You'll feel restoration. You'll begin to experience growth because you're planted on a firm foundation who is Christ Jesus, our Lord, our rock, our redeemer. So can we do that this morning? Can we, can we say, God, we're open. We're willing for you to come and prune the things that you need to prune. We're willing for you to come and burn away the things that need to be burned away by your refining fire, Lord. Can you do it this morning? Just begin to use your words. Lift your voice. Whatever you want to do.
testimony song. And before we go into it, I just wanna, I wanna challenge you. If you have a testimony, I want you to just come. Sometimes it feels like there's a little bit of a gap between us and you, but we are the body. We are the body and we do unity in this house. And I wanna challenge you, it's okay, it's a newer song. If you don't know it, I didn't know it until a couple weeks ago, but this is a testimony song of what Jesus has done. And I just want you to come right now. If you have a testimony, we wanna sing this together. God has done something. I mean, we all have a testimony, but if you feel so pulled in your heart, I challenge you to make a move so that we can sing this together in unity and declare it this morning. Thank you, Father. Come on, just come. Just come flood. Just come flood his presence. Just come sit at his feet and let's sing this together. Thank you, Father.
freedom that we have in Him. We're so thankful, God. You call us yours. We praise the name of the Lord. And I am surrounded by the arms of the Father. And I Fear go. Holy Spirit come. We together bind every power of darkness, every spirit of fear. We command you to go in the name of Jesus. You have no right. We're children of the living God. We fear nothing. We fear nothing. We fear nothing. 
What can mere man do to me? He can kill me. I win. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Go ahead, take me out. I don't care. I'd rather be there than here. Amen. Some of us have allowed circumstances and stuff around us just to cause a, a, a fear that has crippled us. And I want to speak to that today. If you fear anything, you've got to fear God. Fear God. Fear God. Be afraid of being away from Him. If you're near Him, nothing shall by any means harm you. Nothing. Yeah, but the doctor said, I know. They told me to. But I don't fear the doctor's report. I fear being away from him. And if he wants to take me now, I'm ready to go. Because I'll be with him for eternity. This is temporary. Look around. Everything you see is temporary. Every person you see, their bodies, temporary. Temporary. I know. You're looking for Miss America to marry her. She's going to turn into Miss Plump. She's going to wrinkle. She's going to prune up. I'm telling you, this is temporary. You're, you're looking for the wrong stuff. You got to look eternal. Get eternalized. Lay the temporary aside. Get a, get a new picture. Get a new view. Let God give you eyes to see beyond today, beyond now, beyond this stuff, beyond this sickness, beyond this disease, beyond whatever you're dealing with, beyond this financial issue. Get, get eternal eyes, vision from above. Get a God's eye view. I don't think you're hearing me today. You got to get a God's eye view. You got to see from his perspective. Someone was asking about my head. I got a scar. How many have scars? Let your scars preach about the goodness of God. Let them tell the story of where you've been, what you've been through. Use your scars to minister to somebody else. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for what you're doing in this house today. You're, you're raising a level of faith in your people. Mm. We rebuke fear and we, we call the faith of God to rise in the people of the living God. Hallelujah. Nothing shall by any means harm us. Lord, we trust you and you alone. 
We don't trust anybody else. We don't trust this world system. We don't trust anything but you. We put our full entire trust in you alone. And we know that you will never fail us. You're never going to fail us. What an awesome God you are. Hallelujah. If you got something you're, you're afraid of right now, something that's, that's just knocking down your door, just lift it up to the Lord right now. Lord, we give this stuff to you. We give this temporary stuff to you. We give it to you, Lord. We can't handle it in our own strength, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lord, I, I can't do all of these things in my own abilities, but I don't have to rely on my own abilities. I look to you and you alone. And so, Lord, I offer these things, these fearful things to you. And I invite you to take and deal with each and every one of them. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for healing virtue that's flowing right now, Lord. Thank you for miracles that are taking place. Thank you, Lord, that you're rebuking disease right now in the name of Jesus. This ease you've got to go in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to do your work in, in and among us right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for miracle working power that's flowing right now through your body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We remember what you've done in the past. Lord, we stand in victory today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, he split the sea. Say, He split the sea so I can Remember that. just remembering this week in my daily encounters I'm reading about 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego facing the fire. Get this. I know it's going to blow your mind. They didn't know that they were coming out on the other side. Had no idea. They just trusted God. And they looked King straight in the eye and said, King, no big deal. Our God's able to deliver us from this fire and your hand. And he will deliver us, O King. But even if he doesn't, whatever. So you got to get that spirit in you. I've seen him work in the past. I know he can do it, and I know that he will. But even if I don't see it happen on my watch, it's okay. Nothing's changing. I still love him. I'm still all in with God. I'm not changing my behavior. Can't make me do anything. It goes against my God. Amen. Amen. And so they went in the fire. Not knowing that they come out on the other side. Threw them in, bound up. You know the story. Maybe you don't. Let me tell you. Bound up, all three of them. The, the, the strong men that threw them in died because of the heat of the furnace. They got close enough to throw them in and they died. But the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were walking around in the fire. Some people look at you and they go, how can you walk around in the middle of this? How can you just keep going in the midst of what you're going through? The secret is there was a fourth in the fire with them. Even Nebuchadnezzar recognized that's the son of the living God. That was the presence of Jesus Christ himself. When he called them out of the fire, they noticed one thing. The only thing that burned in that fire was that which bound them. Everything else was intact. They didn't even smell like smoke. They didn't smell like they'd been in a campfire. Come on, somebody. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. That's the God who split the sea so you can walk right through it. If he can do it for them, he'll do it for us. That's the power of testimony. Thank you for telling us. Come up front if you got a testimony. We got a testimony. We, we <laughs> if he's done it for us, he'll do it for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get excited about what God's doing because he's working. He's working. He's working in your behalf. He's working all things together for your good. If you love him, if you're called according to his purpose, he's working everything for good. Yeah, amen. Amen. High five somebody before you sit down. Say, God's in control. God is in control. Let's go. Well, good morning, church. How are we doing today? 
Oh, that sounds like a lot of full bellies from Thanksgiving. How are we doing today, church? All right, for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Billy. I'm the community pastor here at the Power Place. I have a few announcements for us. Uh, first, the Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to be empowered by His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage with your world. So if you're new here, that is just a little bit about us and a little tidbit. Um, the core value of the week is honor. And what do we say about honor around here at church? Honor up, honor down, honor all around. I want us to, when you go home, do that. Up, down, and then go all around. And then do the hooky pokey and turn yourself around. Um, if you're new here, make sure you grab a new here card. Uh, if you look at the seat back in front of you, you will see a white card. Fill that out if you're new. Drop that off at the connection bar. Uh, talk with our people at the connection bar. It's a great resource for you new people to get plugged in with everything we have going on here at church. So be sure to do that if you're new. We have a bake sale coming up. Somebody to get excited about that. I know I'm excited. That is going to be Sunday, December 11th. Uh, if you are interested in baking for that, see Tammy Powell. Tammy, can you stand real quick? She doesn't like doing this. There she is. There's Tammy. Let's give it up for Tammy. See her if you're interested in that, and you're saying to yourself, why are we doing a bake sale? Well, this year for Christmas and for New Year, we wanted to give back to some of our missionaries. And this year we chose Indonesia. Uh, we have a couple of missionaries there, one being um, Pastor Greg's brother, Doug, his legacy with House of Hope. Uh, Don, his son, is doing some awesome things there, and there's an orphanage there. Uh, that they bring from kids from all over that land into that orphanage and minister to them and give them a godly and, and a firm foundation. Uh, and the other one being Tim and Kelly Pollock, who are actually from the Power Place, if you don't know. And uh, just a little tidbit with some things going on with them. Check this video out. Hey, Power Place family. This is Tim. I'm standing in the sanctuary of our church, International Church Maidan. I just want to give you an update with what's going on next year. God has laid some awesome vision on our hearts for where he wants to take our church in 2023. And the first thing we're going to do is launch a church planting campaign. We believe in the next seven years, we can see 10 churches established where there never have been a church before. And so we're going to physically go and build these churches. And the first place we're going to do that is off the west coast of where we are on an island called Nias. And so the total cost for this is only about $10,000. We can build a church where there never has been one before. The second thing we're going to focus on is helping a local pastor here in the city of Medan establish a special needs school. In Indonesia, children with special needs don't have access to the education they, they need like we do in America. It's not a priority. But this pastor has a heart and has expertise and we need to help them purchase the land so that they can begin building that school. And the cost is only $3,500. So we're excited to see what God can do. These are some major difference makers that we can partner together with. We're so glad that you guys are our family. You're our home. We love you. We can't wait to see you soon. How cool is that? All the way from the other side of the globe. Thank you, Tim. So that is why we're doing our bake sale, but that is just a small piece of our fundraising for them. I just want to put it on your heart that if you feel led to give today, next week, the week after, please do so. Start today. Start now. 
and if you want to, make sure you mark that in your tithe as either Missions or Indonesia or Tim Pollock or House of Hope. Uh, just make sure that gets marked so we know where to, to, uh, for, for it to go to. Um, but we're just really excited to be able to give back to them uh, for this year. Uh, so quick announcement, first Fridays from now on, uh, just for the foreseeable future, they're going to be postponed until further notice. Um, and with that said, we have some important services coming up, Christmas Eve and Christmas. Can I get a, get a whoop whoop for that? So we got Christmas Eve is going to be, we all know what date that is, I'm sure, the 24th, from 5 to 6 p.m. So mark that in your calendars right now. Tell your neighbors, Christmas Eve, 5 to 6 p.m., and then we will be here on Christmas Day at 9.30 in the morning celebrating the birth of our Savior. Um, so a quick note on that, it's going to be a family service, so there will be no uh, environments open for the babies and the kids, so we're all going to be packed in here. It's just going to be a really cool time of just, like I said, celebrating the birth of our Savior as one big family and families together. So we're really looking forward to that, super excited for that. A couple more announcements, and then we're done. Uh, follow us on social media to make sure you're keeping up with everything going on. You know, we have men's and women's nights coming up. Um, Instagram, black screen. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And then uh, lastly, we're going to be doing our offering. So there's many ways you can do that. You can drop off at those boxes right out there on your way out of service. You can give uh, via snail mail. You can mail it in uh, on our website on the Church Center app, or you can text to give at 84321. Um, that is it for today. Let's give it up for Pastor Isaiah as he brings a word and continues our series, Gifts of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. How's everybody doing? We good? I, I, I love what God's doing in the house, but I also love what God's doing through the house. And seeing uh, the video of Tim Pollock over in Indonesia. I love that our reach can go beyond these walls. And, and the, the coolest part is, is that it's not an unreachable goal for one person, let alone a building of people. $13,500, we could build a church and we could get the land for a special needs school. I don't know about you, but I don't need a cupcake to give money to that. Might make you feel better to take a cupcake home. I'm not sure. But for me, I don't, I don't, need, a, I don't need a dangling uh, treat just to give money for something that's going to do that much difference. I believe what God is doing beyond these walls is insane, and I'm so excited to be a part of it. My name is uh, Isaiah. I'm the executive pastor here at the Power Place, and I'm excited about what God's doing. Our, our vision of the Power Place is to, is to take you, literally, to, to see you grow beyond to grow beyond, to grow beyond this, to grow beyond this. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily so that you can encounter the Lord on a daily basis, to be empowered by His Spirit and His Word so that you can go and engage with your world. We don't want you to stay here and, and leave it contained. We want you to go beyond these walls. Take, take the word that you learn, the, the wisdom, the knowledge, the discernment that you gain, and go beyond and teach others about it. I don't want to be a church that's just contained in four walls, that we come together with our close friends, with our close-knit uh, group of people, that we can only talk about things in these four walls. No, 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 no. 
We need to get loud about what's going on out there to them. We have to. As the church, we have to rise and start letting our voices be heard. There's a lot going on in the world right now. A lot going on in the world. COVID is the last of our worries. It is the smallest thing to worry about. There is bigger fish to fry. There are so many things attacking uh, the next generation. Look at what happened with uh, Balenciaga and the post from Balenciaga. You know, they did this huge campaign. Uh, I, I found it interesting. I actually took a snapshot of the New York Post because it, I found it interesting that the, the photographer came out with a statement. Gabrielle issued a statement on Instagram Wednesday morning after the inappropriate ad was pulled by the fashion house saying, following the hundreds of hate mails and messages I received as a result of the photos I took for Balenciaga campaign, I feel compelled to make this statement. I am not in a position to comment Balenciaga's choices, but I must stress that I was not entitled in whatsoever manner to neither choose the product nor the models, nor the combination of the same. He continued, he explained, that he was permitted only to light the prepared scene and shoot in his signature style, but noted that the direction of the campaign and the choices of the objects displayed were not in his control. What you do shows who you are. You have a right to back out and say, no, thank you, but our world is so attached to Oh, this is my scene. This is where I need to be. This is my signature shot. This is my signature look. So I'm going to shoot it. Now I'm getting backlash. And now Balenciaga's pulling back and be like, whoa, whoa, we're, we're sorry. I mean, they went on with a campaign and now they're blaming everybody else. This is not okay. This is not okay. Macy's Day Parade. Let's talk about it. Look up, you can look it up anywhere on the internet. It says, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is ready to make queer history. This is not okay. We don't do this. We will not conform to the patterns of this world. We will not sit back and let the plan of the devil divide and conquer and try to win. We will not only not support sin, we will come against sin. We have fought the liberal agenda in schools with starting our own. We will continue to raise kingdom-minded kids. We will not bow down to the idols they have set up. We choose the fire. My God did it before, and he can do it again. We stand on his promises, and his promises are yes and amen. The Bible has been the staple and always will be the staple in this house. We have seen miracles, signs, and wonders regularly. We praise beyond our comfort to show our love because he chose to lay down his comfort for our freedom. This world doesn't just need more Christians. It needs people that are obsessed with his presence. This world doesn't need more seat fillers on a Sunday morning. It needs warriors for Christ. Loud, undignified warriors ready for battle, ready to stand, ready to charge. The church of today has gotten comfortable with supporting the ways of the wicked to not offend. 
They, he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it into a den of thieves. Today we come together to see revival hit Kenneth Square like never before. To see fresh fires being ignited in homes to allow the Holy Spirit to have the room and to have our obedience. Amen. 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 Come on, can you praise him? Amen. We stand on him. We stand on his promises. His promises are yes and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sick and tired of playing games. We will no longer play games. You thought we meant business when we opened back up while everybody was shut down and the cops came and were trying to, you know, say, hey, people are calling you in to shut you down. We haven't even started yet. This is just the beginning. I, I, I plan, we plan as a house to cause waves. Why? Because his presence comes in waves. We're going to start causing waves to that agenda. It will no longer be allowed or stand in this home. We don't stand by it. We don't support it. And we will come against it by voice. Amen. 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 Where was I? Woo. I feel like God is moving. I had a, a, an experience this week. I had a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego moment where I, I lit a fire in my backyard. <laughs> I, saw the, I, I saw the Holy Spirit. He was there with me. I, it, was, it was a nonchalant moment. I've tried to light this fire, you know, a couple weeks ago. It, it was too wet. So I said, ah, whatever. So I threw uh, our Christmas tree box on top of it, and I lit it. And no lie, within literally three minutes, this thing was out of control and catching the entire woods behind my house on fire. And it was spreading through the leaves, the dead leaves, which, I mean, come on, Zay, wake up, you know. I just, I turned into my grandfather in that moment, and I lit it, and then I regretted it. <laughs> and so I'm running because I'm not prepared. I don't have anything to, to, to smack it out. I don't have a bucket of water. I got nothing. I don't have a hose long enough to reach my fire pit. Call me stupid. I don't know. So I'm running through the house. I'm yelling for Roman. I'm like, Roman! Brittany's gone. And I'm like, Roman, get buckets of water! My neighbor comes out, and he's running. He's like, oh, my word, what are you doing? The fire's about 20 feet taking the tree behind it out. It is so hot, I'm on the ground with a shovel trying to crawl near the fire to smack it out. <laughs> I'm like, London, do I have eyebrows? He's like, I think so. I'm like, okay. It was, I was overwhelmed by heat, and I'm like, whoa. I, I literally, when I, when I stepped away from the fire, I'm like, okay, I now see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like that story, like, that means business. And in that moment, I thought, man, if a fire can catch that fast, I wonder what can happen on Sunday. If a fire can catch that fast. I mean, it was in, within minutes, a, a, a blazing fire that I literally could not get close to. I wonder what could happen on Sunday if it could spread that fast. I wonder if it could spread like that on a Sunday. And I felt a confirmation in my spirit. God said, I did it before. I can do it again. Get ready. So we're here, we're together, we're in obedience, coming together into the house. I'm excited for Christmas morning. 
I never once had a thought to not do church on Sunday. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, that is the day we're celebrating him. We're going to come to the house and do it and do it right. And if you come that Sunday, we're going to buy you each a gift. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally joking. <laughs> but I am going to have Bill Grandizio dress up as Santa for your children. No, I'm just kidding about that too. But I believe God is, is doing uh, some incredible things. I was back here praying in, uh, before Dream Team or during Dream Team. And I, I said this to uh, the Dream Team this morning in service. But man, I was back here praying while the worship team was playing and we were you know, surrounding the room in prayer. And I felt such a vision hit my spirit of uh, it was, it was a, a living room. And it was me sitting on the couch uh, right after Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, I think I was just reliving what happened on Thanksgiving um, because I was like so overwhelmed with food. And, uh, and, and so it, it was me sitting on a couch and I was overwhelmed with food and I was just that stuffed sitting on the couch feeling. How many of you did it on Thanksgiving? You sat down on the couch, you're like, I feel like a fat turkey. And so, you know, you sat down, you're like, I don't know what, I, I don't wanna really get up from this moment. I don't really wanna move. I just wanna kind of sit here and stare and watch TV. I don't know, I just don't wanna, I don't wanna do anything. And God showed me that vision. He said, this is how the church is coming in today. They're comfortable with what they've eaten. And they're settled. And that's a problem. And my spirit started to get uh, I, I, like overwhelmed with, Lord, how do we get away from that feeling of feeling full on you and continuing to be hungry? You see, we can eat, and after you eat, you have that automatic reaction to want to sit and stare. And God wants the opposite. He wants you to eat, fuel, and go. Eat, fuel, and go. You're eating for the ride. This is, this is going to get you to point B. It's going to get you to the next level. You ate so that you can worship harder. Not so that you could sit back and soak. There's a time for sitting and soaking, and that's in your prayer closet. That's in a moment where it's led into that moment. When we come together, we come together to praise, to break past. We come together to worship the Savior. We come together to get undignified like David did. Why? Because, because he wrote prophetic songs. He, he, he wrote things to get out of his comfort zone. Why? To praise God because God had delivered him from so much. And I don't know about you, but I feel delivered from so much. I'm in a spot every Sunday where I feel like, Lord, if I don't praise you, I'm holding something back from you that you deserve. If I choose to stay comfortable in my praise, I'm withholding things that you deserve. God deserves my undignified praise. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're like, well, that's not my style of worship. I'm calling your bluff. That's not supposed to be your style of worship, sitting back, kind of hanging out. That's never been a style of worship. So you're just comfortable in you. Maybe just maybe you need to wake up and read the word of God and see that praise gets you past your comfort. Do you really think that he was comfortable hanging on a cross for you? No, no. He, he hung there and died a slow death for you in absolute agony. And we can't come into a church and get beyond our comfort zone to worship him. We come in totally comfortable, full. Well, we're listening to you. We're doing our daily encounters, so we feel good. 
If you're really doing your daily encounter, we would see a different you. I'm challenging you. If, we, if you were really doing your daily encounter where you were really encountering his presence, then you would come into this place undignified, not worrying about who's on your right or on your left. And I don't know why I feel this so strong in my spirit this morning, but as I was sitting here on the front row, God said, don't go beyond until you address the problem in the room. Why does the worship team have to usher you forward for a testimony moment? Why are you not here already? Why? What is, what is the thing that's holding you back from entering in beyond your comfort? And I want to challenge you this morning, church. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you beyond your comfort. I want to challenge you to get undignified before the Lord. The craziest part is we do it to benefit him, to praise him, but in reality, it benefits us. It strips down layers of pride. It strips down layers of worry about others. It strips down layers of fear. A lot of you sit back because you're worried and fearful of what would be on the other side of that. I don't really want to do that because I don't want God to take me to the next level because I know at the next level might come a microphone. I know at the next level it might come me getting out of my comfort zone and talking to that person at the work. And I don't really want to hear God's voice on that because I just want to stay in my comfort zone. Church, comfort zones are, are of the past. We've got to be done with that. We have to be done with, with the old holding on to the comfort of us. It's strip me, Lord. Let me be undignified for you. Because that's all I want. That's all I long for. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It says, now about spiritual gifts, brothers. I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, and to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another in the interpretation of tongues. All these are the working of one and the same spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. The body is a unit. Though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. Everybody say that. Say one body. one body. Say it again. Say one body. one body. So it is with Christ, for we were all baptized by the one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not 
uh, oh, eh, because I am not a hand, I, I do not belong to the body. It would not be for that reason to cease part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Everybody say one body. body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And in the church, God has appointed first of the apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, also those having gifts of healing, those able to help others, those with the gifts of administration, and those speaking in different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, but eagerly desire the greater gifts. And now I will show you the most excellent way. I know that was a lot of reading, but I want you to understand every part of the body is needed. Look at your neighbor and say, you are needed. Every part of the body is needed. Whenever we, whenever we point to one body being more important than the other, we're singling out that part and almost calling greatness to that. That's why one of our values here at the power place is honor. We say honor up, honor down, honor all around. Why? Because we're honoring all of those, whether they're above, beneath, or beside. So no matter what you think is important, God thinks all is important. And he wants all things represented in his house. Amen. Amen. I loved, I loved a couple weeks ago where we, we, you know, the staff lined up and, and we prayed prophetically into people. I love that. I love prophecy. I love, I love prophetic prayers. I love when God drops a seed of prophecy for someone else. I think it's incredible. It's sometimes some of my favorite moments in his presence when he starts to speak prophetically over someone else. But if that was the only thing that we hosted in this house, it would be wrong. I love miracles. I come from a a heritage of miracles. I come from, from, from a family that has seen it all. 
Literally, seen it all. I love miracles, but if that's the only thing that this house stood for was miracles, it wouldn't be right. Because that's not the only thing that matters. I love speaking in another language. I love speaking in the Holy Spirit. Love when the Holy Spirit takes over. I love when speaking in tongues. I love it. Oh my word, I love it. I feel, I feel like in those moments, his presence is released like never before. I feel like when we start to speak in unity as a congregation, not, for, not in prophecy, not for prophecy, just, just speaking in tongues, I feel like there's like an energy that takes over and God's presence settles in the room. But if that's the only thing we did, wouldn't be right. You have to understand, we are coming together with all gifts. I want to talk to you today about wisdom, knowledge, and faith. Everybody say it. Say wisdom, knowledge, and faith. Look at your neighbor. Say you missed it. It's wisdom, knowledge, and faith. Somebody in the room is like, oh, good, I actually didn't miss that. Where does wisdom come from? Ooh, good answer. Where does knowledge come from? So how do we obtain it? Proverbs 3, verse 6. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son... Do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord's discipline, the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. This verse, this verse is, is pretty heavy because what it tells me is my daily personal encounter with the Lord it matters, but how I do it matters. Because sometimes in my daily personal encounter, the Lord wants to correct some things in me. It's not just that I'm coming to the Lord to see, be like, Lord, I love you today, it's great. Sometimes there's a correction from the Father and he's like, hey, Zay, you need to get some things right. You need, to, you need to get this thing adjusted a little bit. You're getting a little out of whack over here. It's like going to the chiropractor. It's so good. You know, you're feeling a little bit of a, like a pinch over here, and you're like, ha-ha, what is that pinch? And then he comes in, and he's like, and then, you know, you leave, and you're like, wow, I feel amazing. I love it. That's how your prayer closet needs to be in your daily encounter. You walk in with a pinch, and you leave free. Uh, enough of this walking in, kind of doing your, your, your marking it off the calendar, just kind of trying to get it done. Get in, read your verse, and then, you know, close that. Be like, Jesus, I love you today. Lead me and guide me. Amen. No, 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 no. We got to go beyond that. We have to go beyond. Lord, strip me today. Strip me of me. 
Lord, strip me of my pride. Strip me of, of my understanding of who I am. Lord, I don't want to be me. I want to be you through me. So whatever that is, Lord, humble me enough to see the problems that I need to fix. And then we have to be okay with fixing them. Again, God is not a puppeteer, so he's not going to take you and make you into something. He's going to allow you to change. So when you come to him with a repentful heart saying, Lord, I just want you, he starts to reveal things to you so that you can change them. This is why we say, you know, stay away from even the appearance of evil because when I come to the Lord and and my attachment is alcohol, when I come to the Lord after I leave the Lord's presence, I'm going to go to alcohol to feel the freedom. Rather than allowing his presence to bring the freedom. And then changing what I need to change, I go back to my addiction. His presence brings the freedom that we need. Uh, Same verse, Proverbs 3, verse 6, uh, but I want to read it in the message translation. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. How many of us in the room assume that we know it all? There's moments where where I want to jump the gun and be like, I got the answer. I know exactly what's going on here. I got this whole thing figured out. Just follow me. All the men in the room, when your wife comes to you with a problem, you've got the fix before she stops talking. I've already got it figured out. You might as well close your mouth now because I can tell you the answer. I've already got it. Walk with me. Talk with me. Learn from me. Right? You've already got it all. It's, it's, it's no news. You're the man. You got it figured out. This is why you went to school. (laughs) Don't assume that you know it all. Run to what? To God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best, and your barns will burst. (laughs) I love that. I love that. How many of you have a barn? Get ready. It's going to burst. And not because I'm coming over with fire. Um, (laughs) Your wine vats will brim over. But don't, dear friends, resent God's discipline. Don't sulk under his loving correction. How many of you would walk away from your, your prayer closet and be like, oh, the Lord hates me. He can't love me. There's no possible way. I'm imperfect. Yes, you're imperfect. And so am I. We're all imperfect. That's why we come into his presence. We come into his presence for fulfillment of his promise. He said, you're broken. I'm whole. You come to me. I make you whole. That's it. That's it. You come in with your problems. You say, Lord, I lay things down at your feet, but help me to fix it. Enough of this uh, complaining conversation. It's, Lord, reveal to me, show me so that I can fix. And that's where the wisdom starts to come in. Don't sulk under, under his loving correction. It's the child he loves that God corrects. A father's delight is behind all of this. Ooh, it's so good. 
How many parents are in the room? You know about loving correction. You know about it. Why? Because you know that on the other side of your correction could be change. And if there's not, back to correction. Why? Because you're leading them and guiding them. You're, you're showing them where to go. Why? Because you're obsessed with them. You love your kids. I love my kids. I'm obsessed with my kids. When they disobey and they go out of the order of, of obedience, yes, there's got to be correction. And when there's correction and they get back on the path, I love them again. No, I always love them. I always, I always love them. I, I like them again. <laughs> We're, we're bringing them back into the promise that God has for them. Outside of obedience, not blessed, neither are you. Don't follow daddy. Daddy's over here. Daddy's allowed to do it, but not you. Daddy's allowed to talk this way, but not you. No, 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 that doesn't work. If dad's not in obedience, children aren't in obedience. And they're going to follow the footsteps you thought you covered up. I'm telling you, I'm calling parents to a higher standard of obedience. Watch it as God works in his correction, and you let that correction settle in. Man, a lot of times we get stuck in our ways, especially in our older age. I'm 35. I think my back just went. Notice that I did talk about the chiropractor, so I am there. 35, guess what? I plan on being 80 doing the same things I'm doing today. Why? Because of obedience. And he promised me health. I'm going to walk through it no matter what. And if I struggle with something, I'm going to go to him. It's it. We have these, we have these things where we walk through. We walk through, we walk through life and, and a storm hits. How many of you have ever been in a storm? Your life has delivered a storm. I've been through many a storm. How many of you had a, a doctor tell you something? I remember when we first had London and we went to a doctor, and this is our first child, you know, first child syndrome where, you know, everything matters, the seatbelt has to be locked in right, you know, all that stuff. It's like, what? I never even thought of that. Um, you know, the first thing, you know, if the passage drops on the, on the floor, you got to go wash it. That went out the door. But, you know, like, it's that first child syndrome, so everything matters. Everything matters. Now, I remember taking her to the doctor, and the doctor looked at her, and he said, she has hip problems. I remember going home and be like, hip problems? And he's like, you, you hear the knock in her hip? And he was, you know, rocking her leg back and forth. He's like, she's going to have hip problems. And I remember talking to Brittany, and Brittany was like, we're changing doctors. <laughs> so we changed practices. It was great. We, 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 we uprooted and left. I don't want you to speak death over somebody that can't even walk yet. You're already eliminating her hips? She hasn't even started walking yet. Who gave you your license? London's the one running around right now. She does gymnastics, you know, where she uses her legs, no hip problems. She can do a full split. It's insane. Why? Because God's good, and the devil is a liar. But the problem is a lot of times we go around believing the devil's lies through people's mouths. The devil loves to get into people and then release through them words. Why? Because they don't have wisdom and knowledge. They've gone to the Internet. They've gone to their friend, and now they're delivering to you what they heard which is considered gossip. But to you, it's truth. It's word. It's Bible. Well, have you checked it in the Bible? Because the last time I checked, that's not in there. Fear's not in there. It says, go ahead and cast out the spirit of fear. 
So we come against those things. And when people tell you something that rustles your spirit, you challenge it. This is why we say drive into daily encounters, because in your daily encounters where he starts to build your discernment to where things of this world won't shake you, they engage you. You don't get shaken by it. You engage to tear it down. Amen. Proverbs 18, verse 15. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. Hear me. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge. Means it's constantly learning. It, it, acquire, it, wants, it wants knowledge, so it's going to go. But for the ears of the wise, seek it out. So they're going into his presence saying, Lord, I need wisdom and discernment. I need knowledge. I need that. Lord, show me. Show me what I cannot see. Tell me what I have not heard. And in his presence, he starts to release things. He starts to release things. And all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm not that smart. How did I know that? Wow. Lord, you just answered a problem that I've had for 10 years. You brought clarity to it. Things that I've struggled with for, for, for decades, you brought total clarity. Time in his presence. Time in his presence. Let me rephrase that. Vulnerable time in his presence. When was the last time you were vulnerable before the Lord and didn't do all the talking? Lord, show me. I just want to take moments in your presence and you reveal. Show me. Correct me, Lord. I long, I long, I long for your loving correction. Lord, if I'm off in this area, show me. God, I've gotten a lot of resistance from this. Is it me? Is this me? Is this, is this my issue? I've seen a lot of resistance in this area of my life, Lord. Is it me? Am, am I the, the common denominator? And when the Lord says, yes. That wasn't a prophetic word over your life. But if the Lord says, yes, Lord, Help me to discern how to fix it. Take me from this position of being frustrated with everything to having clarity on it all. He can do it in his presence. Proverbs 16, to humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. Woo, <laughs> so good. All a person's ways seem pure to them. Oh, no, no, no. I have no ill intentions. No, 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 no. All, all, all pure, all pure. But motives are weighed by the Lord. And the Lord don't look at your mouth. He looks at your heart. So if you conjured up something in your heart, that's how the Lord is weighing it. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. The Lord works out everything to its proper end, even the wicked for a day of disaster. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this. 
They will not go unpunished. Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. Sin will not go unnoticed. Things will be taken care of. This is why we live according to the word, to please him, to come into alignment with him, to get rid of the weight that bounds us down. So you gain wisdom by spending time with him. You gain discernment by spending time with him. You gain knowledge by spending time with him. You gain faith by spending time with him. Do you? Is that a thing? Because I love knowledge. I love wisdom. Man, I love discernment. That's fantastic. But how do I gain faith? Hebrews 11.6, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Faith comes spending time, seeking him, seeking after him, going over and over and over into his presence saying, Lord, I'm here. I'm here for a faith boost. Be honest. Lord, I've had some lacking in my faith. Some challenging words from either some coworkers or, or some friends have really kind of deleted and uh, eliminated some of my faith. Lord, I need more of you. Seek him. Come to him knowing that he exists and that he, he wants to reward you. You just have to seek him. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Faith comes by reading. Faith comes from a daily encounter with the Lord, reading his word, his prophetic word. Man, I just want a prophetic word. You got one. Man, nobody's speaking prophetically over me. He already has. Just read it. Just read it. It's been done. Man, I feel like the only one in church that nobody ever comes and prays for. Right here. Everything. All for you. You will feel so fulfilled. You will, so, you will feel so full when you walk in here. Slap that Bible underneath your armpit. Man, you'll come in and be like, ooh, I feel good. This is all you need. This is all you need. You draw near to him and apply his word. And you watch what comes on the other side of your obedience. As he shows up and your faith starts to rise. <laughs> your faith starts to rise. We gotta shed the old you to find the new you. There are a lot of things that you are going to have to leave behind to get to the next level you long to get to. Get used to letting things go. I have learned that with following Christ, you have to lose yourself. Your identity is not you, it's Christ through you. I've learned that letting things go is normal when I'm in his presence. I've learned that when I'm in his presence, I can't hold on to things that I want to hold on to.
When I'm in his presence, the, the, the things that like rile me up, they go. When I'm in his presence, the, the, the things that, that literally kind of like push me, it, they're gone. I'll make a challenge to the church. I would challenge you, before you post something on social media, take it before the Lord. It's a practice that I, I practice in my home. Before you post something on social media, take it before the Lord. Lord, is this, is this something that's gonna be pleasing to you? Is this something that I'm gonna gain fruit from? Or is this something that's going to eliminate the, the, uh, the enemy's kingdom? If it aligns with all that, then I can do it. If it doesn't, if you have any kind of a feeling, eh, I don't know, then don't post it. And the world won't care. <laughs> that might just hurt down deep inside. But I'll let you know, we don't care. Why? Because you're actually saving yourself. It says in the word of God, be slow to speak be slow to speak. Why? So that you can go before the Lord. Lord, lead me. Guide my tongue. Help me to discern what I need to be talking about right now, what I need to be doing right now. Is this the wisest use of my time? And you'll either feel a release or a restraint. Listen to both. Ephesians 4.22, and I'm wrapping up. Worship being can come, please. Ephesians 4.22 says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. In your anger, do not post. It's Bible. I just proved it. In your anger, do not have a conversation with that friend that you want to have. Hold until you pray. Let God calm and then release. And you never know when you're praying, God might say, don't talk to him at all. It's not the right time. Discernment and knowledge come from above. It's so good. And it's so easy when you actually listen to his word. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer. Actually, let me go back and address this verse. So Isaiah, you just said in your anger, uh, you just said, you know, don't talk to your neighbor, let your, your anger kind of chill, whatever. But then it just says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. So what are you saying? You're contradicting yourself. No, no, no. I'm saying pray and let God delete your anger. You don't have to talk to that friend to delete it if God says don't talk to him. You need to get with the Father and let God delete your anger. You never know, that, that conversation could be the end of your friendship. And God's trying to save a friendship so that you can be the light. And you're gonna sit back and you're gonna withhold 
and you're going to go to God and say, God, delete the anger that's inside my spirit right now. That's a spirit of anger. And I, I pray, spirit of anger, go. Holy Spirit, come. Reside in me. And freedom reigns. And now you can be word of God, obedient, and move on. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may, be, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. I wonder if the anger is being built from a place of unforgiveness. Just felt that in my spirit. Some of you in the room have been dealing with this, this, this anger towards someone. God just showed me in my spirit that it could be attached to unforgiveness. You forgive and God will eliminate the anger. Forgiveness isn't easy. It's not easy. It's not easy to forgive someone you feel wronged you. But I feel wrong. They cannot get away with it this easy. This is not okay. The Lord said he'll deal with them. You just forgive. You forgive. Just forgive. Would you stand with me real quick? I feel so heavy in my spirit. We're just supposed to take a moment right now. Take a moment and forgive. Oh, I feel that so heavy. That was not playing. I just, I feel that so heavy in my spirit. We need to take a moment. I just want you to take a moment. Uh, you have a, a, a spirit of frustration. You have a, a spirit of anger built up towards someone. I want you to just take a moment and go before the Father. Let the Father soften your heart and even take it a step further and say, Lord, I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. doing some rebuilding right now. Go ahead, just keep praying. Keep praying. Let them, let them soften your heart. I know it's not easy. But you know who you are in the room? God's doing a work right now.
come against the spirit of anger right now in Jesus' name. Be gone in Jesus' name. Let forgiveness reign. Let it rule and reign in this place this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we receive your loving correction. (laughs) Up to this moment, Lord, thinking that we were validated in our anger. Lord, today I pray, I pray a revealing in your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you're in the room this morning, you like, man, I, I love the discernment talk. I love the knowledge talk. Man, I, I even want faith. I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm wondering, how do I get it? Well, it starts with a relationship. Always starts with a relationship. God sent his son to die on a cross for your sins so that you could be purified, clean, free, lightweight, worry-free. Don't have to worry about tomorrow. Don't have to plan out next month. You're good. In his presence, things are simple. With his word, things are simple. Anyone that comes to me and says, I'm confused. I'm like, man, you must not be, be reading the same Bible I am because God's not the God of confusion. Simple, 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 simple. Don't sin, reward. Sin, out of the blessing. Easy, easy. We just stay, we just stay in his presence. Stay in his presence. We follow his word. You're sitting in the room. You're like, man, I, I need to get right with God. I need to get right with God. I, I need to lay down myself. The loving correction, the whole thing this morning, it, it really started to get on me. I feel like I need to get right before the Lord. I feel like I need to lay some things down in his feet. You want to get your heart right this morning? I want you to come. I want you to make, I want you to do an act of obedience by walking, by moving, by getting out of your comfort zone and saying, that's me. I need to make it right with the Lord. If that's you, I want you to come. I'm going to open these altars for you. I'll just wait a, a few moments for you to, to, to step out. I know it's uncomfortable. I get that. Uh, it, it wasn't ever meant to be comfortable. Again, he wasn't comfortable on the cross. We're not going to be comfortable as we walk, but we want, we want to cheer you on this morning. I promise you, you step out of that seat, angels up in heaven will be celebrating. They'll be calling. They're like, yo, Gabriel, get over here. Check it out. They're moving. We've been believing and praying for deliverance. Look. Step out. This morning, you're feeling your spirit. It, it, it's, it's starting to, you're like, I got to move. I got to move. I got to move. There's going to be a party in heaven. There's going to be a, be a party here at the power place. Come on, you feel it in your spirit. You want to move. You want to move. Get out of your comfort zone. Move today. Have that act of obedience this morning. Anybody? Anybody? Real quick before I move on. Anybody? Anybody? You're coming. You're coming. That's it. She's coming. Come on. Come on. Let's go. She's coming. She's coming. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. it. There you go. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I know. I know. Best decision you ever made. Right there. Come on. So good. What's your name? What is it? Becky. Becky. Come on, can we give it up for Becky? That's another one added to the kingdom. Get you right over here with Miss Kim, okay? Are you here? Are you here? You doing this? Let's go! 
Are we ready? What's your name? Me? Best decision you've ever made. Best decision. Hands down. Best decision you've ever made. This game's going to take care of you, okay? I'm telling you right now, this is it. This is the difference between life and death. Life and death. It's a small decision. It's a small walk of obedience that says, I am willing to change it all. And God's going to come in and start rewarding over and over again. There's a celebration going on in heaven, and there's a celebration going on here this morning. This is good. Come on, can we just praise him right now? We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We love you, and we thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for deliverance this morning, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So good. He's so good. He's so good. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to open these altars for you. I want to open these altars for you. These altars are for you to come and seek after deliverance, seek after knowledge, seek after discernment, seek after wisdom. And I say deliverance in there because I want you to know that through loving correction, he can pull some things out. Just get real before the Father. I just want you to get real before the Father. I want you to come forward and get real before the Father and say, Lord, whatever it is, whatever it is, Lord, start to show me. I want to I want to be so discerning. I want to be so discerning of spirits. I want to be so discerning of tomorrow, Lord. I want to be so discerning uh, of the things that are going on. Lord, I want to be so discerning. I don't want to be a fool with my mouth. Lord, I want to be discerning. God, give me wisdom and knowledge on tomorrow. Give me wisdom and knowledge on today. So if that's you and you want to seek after those things, come on, these altars are open. I want you to come. I just want you to, to lay out before the Lord. And I, I, the Lord is going to pour. Man, I, I had a vision of this Sunday. Just, just people sprawled out all over, wanting and seeking after God. And Him pouring out over and over, filling you up from the bottom to the top. So I want out of an act of obedience, spread out. You can go all over this room. I really don't care. I just want you to get into a moment where you're like, Lord, I just want you. I just want, I just want more. Come on, that can't be all of you in the room. There's no possible way. There's, there's a lack of wanting discernment and knowledge. I don't believe it. I'm telling you, get out of your seat. Get out of your seat. Move. Move to a spot of saying, Lord, I want. I want more. Lord, pour. I pray that you would pour. I pray that you would pour. I pray that you would pour. Come on, church. Let's enter in. I pray that you would pour. Pour, Lord. Pour, Lord. Pour, Lord. I pray that you would pour right now in Jesus' name. 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 Thank you, Lord. Shama ma ma
Now your initial reaction is gonna wanna go to the couch. Your initial reaction right now is gonna wanna go to the couch and sit. We're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. As he shows, as he peels, as he pours, we receive and we go. I, I believe that this morning's, you know, over in prayer and, and drinking, I feel like it was almost a warning to the church. Your comfort will be your biggest destroyer. chains falling again. Lawrence, so get ready. I can't move on. I'm having a stirring in my spirit. Sorry, what my microphone wasn't on. You hear me and understand. My dog Wilbur, he cannot hide his excitement when I walk in the room. His tail is a perfect giveaway to his emotion. When I walk into the room, 
his tail starts to, to wag. If he's sitting on the floor, it doesn't matter. If he's sitting, it's wagging side to side. If he's standing up, it's, it's flailing. He smacks walls. He cannot hide his, his excitement when I walk in the room. Now I say when I walk in the room because I'm his favorite person. So when I walk in the room, it's over. Wilbur cannot hide his excitement because his emotion is shown through his tail. I pray, as, I, as I'm up here, as I'm up here just praying, I felt like the Lord said, that's what I want from my people. I want them not to be able to hide their excitement when they're in my presence. When I walk into the room, I just want them to go wild and be like, Lord, it's just you. You're the only thing that matters. God, you see my innermost and you still choose to show up. You see what I've done and you still show, you still choose to love me. You still choose to be here. You still choose to be present. You still choose me. You still choose me and I walk in the room and my tail's like, ha, ha, ha. The Lord's here. Oh, I can't hide it. He's so good. Like, you actually chose to show up. You came back. You came back. It's like every time I walk in the room, Wilbur's like, you came back. I can't believe you chose to come back. Every time the Lord shows up, we should be so excited we can't hide it. My emotion is so overwhelmed right now. I just want to be all about you. It doesn't matter who's in the room. I just want you. So as she sings, I want us to go in to his presence. Drive into his presence. We're going to take a few moments. We're going to take a few moments and we'll get out of here. I want to take a few moments. just want you to drive in. Chains are falling. They have fallen. Open your ears to hear. Chains have fallen off and freedom is in the room. Freedom is in the room. Come on, let's sing. Let's sing. Let's sing. Let's sing.
thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We love you, Lord. I pray this week that you would pour out wisdom, discernment, knowledge. Lord, and I pray our faith would be built in spending time with you. We love you and we thank you, Lord. Pour out like never before. And Lord, I pray that we would not fall back onto the couch of comfort. Lord, we would drive in to your presence. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Hey, get out of here. Enjoy your week.